0: As the legend goes, if you play Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon as the MGM lion roars at the beginning of the original Wizard of Oz, the album will perfectly sync with the film lyrically and musically. This week we cover the Dark Side of the Rainbow, where it might have come from, and if the pairing of the two classic works were intentional. Welcome everybody to the Phantom Jukebox. I'm Ty Lindsey,
1: and I'm Joseph Shannon,
0: and I want to thank you everybody for uh, tuning in. I hope everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving.
1: Yes, ate a lot of your favorites and too
0: that, much of your favorites. That one
1: thing that that guy brought that you're like eh, but you ate it anyway to make it feel better. My
0: right. <laughs> my dad had this <laughs> my dad <had> this party <laughs> where somebody made this uh, oh god. It was, and they might, it might. Not, I don't think it was Thanksgiving. It was just a party. I think it was a Christmas party or something. And uh, it was a, you know, he he provided a lot of the meats, and then people could bring like sides, basically. Oh, yeah. It was, a, and then somebody brought uh, this. Uh, uh, it was some kind of mayonnaise and green bean situation. <laughs> what? Exactly. Okay. And uh, you can. <laughs> Everything else just got tore up. My grandmother's like, oh no. Yellow rice and chicken was obliterated. Oh. uh somebody else's like dessert had looked like a just like a, a cra- you know, a crater was dug into it. There's like <laughs> aluminum foil <laughs> torn off of like all the meats and stuff. And then almost perfectly there's just this one corner bent up on this one mayonnaise and green beans dish still in that like aluminum foil tray you bring to parties. <laughs> and one corner. <laughs> by one brave soul was taken away and the rest of it was untouched.
1: <laughs> just afterwards like, well, it seems like every... What, did we miss this one? <laughs> did you guys... I, I brought something. In, in lieu of our...
0: And uh, in, in to, to be thematic with our last episode, be that friend. Yeah. Tell people nobody
1: wants to be green beans. Hey, I uh, just wanted to play aside. Didn't want to say it in front of everyone else at the party, but um, I'm not really sure what you were thinking. Uh, mixing these two ingredients here together. You really, you really, uh, really foster
0: Jenkins that, uh, <laughs> that, that that dish there. You really, uh,
1: nah, nah, that's, that's a no for me dog. And as the party manager, I'd like to <laughs> formally say, uh, maybe not do that again. Maybe go with a, uh, a,
0: uh, a winner every time and bring a good macaroni and cheese. Even yeah. if it's store bought. I mean,
1: you can't go wrong.
0: I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to for, uh, uh, Every Thanksgiving, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure there was like three or four at, the, at, at my Thanksgiving. You know, different kinds of macaroni, and cheese.
1: Yeah, we don't even really do turkey anymore. We're a ham kind of family.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're a ham. Damn it! <laughs> Everybody's got their own traditions, man. I can't do ham anymore. No, I mean maybe even a sandwich or like a specialty, like Spanish pork or something. But like, like ham, ham. I can't do it anymore. Uh, I have I it to me. I didn't eat it too much at one time. Oh. three weeks of straight ham, man. <laughs> out of you. Uh in the background, if you hear, is our is our silent partner, uh, Ziggy. You can check her out on uh, Ziggy Smalls on Instagram. I'm gonna go fantastic. Ahead. I'm gonna go ahead
1: and plug my dog's uh, social media page. Uh, deserves it because the most uniquely amazing face you ever see on a dog before in your life. A face that both loves you and might hate you at the same time. Enough mystery.
0: Enough. She is an enigma. She is the embodiment of this podcast. She's, she's, our, she's our mascot, and I love her dearly.
1: All the legends that will erupt because of that dog. <laughs> uh
0: so I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh so the uh, podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Again, please write and review. It, yes. It means
1: the world to us.
2: It's, talk to us. Talk Give to us. us, us some let feedback. us know. Give us a, yeah
1: we want those honest friends We want honest opinions we do uh no sugar needed <laughs> no sugar required <laughs> uh you know blend
0: it up maybe maybe not so much the Anthony Bourdain side of the review but I would appreciate I'm I've taken some feedback on the past couple episodes oh yeah and that's how you learn and grow yes and that's definitely. how we you know I'm figuring out how to do better research things like that but I appreciate feedback I also appreciate five stars. Very much appreciate. Very much appreciate five stars. Uh, if you're wondering how that works, basically you 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 give us the the interaction, like the rating and the review, and we just slowly but surely can climb the charts, and that allows us to like hopefully get some sponsors, and then from there we can do a lot. There's We're a looking lot. for a global outreach. Honestly, I, I have so many I have so many ideas uh, for the future. So many things I yeah. want to do. Um, live shows eventually.
1: Live streamings,
0: live streamings, probably live streamings first. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Definitely, probably some live streaming first to get a some visuals to go on with this. Because I mean, um, sometimes they, I mean, sometimes we we're not so fortunate to have pictures. Yeah, I.e. Robert Johnson, but in some cases, everything's like super well documented. I mean, today we're talking about uh, Pink Floyd. So love Pink Floyd. You know, very very well documented. Yeah. So you can follow us on uh, Twitter at phantom jukebox underscore Facebook phantom jukebox or Instagram phantom jukebox podcast, you know, tell us how you like the show or some of your favorite music facts or like, you know, I would also appreciate is if you have some stuff you would like to hear about that maybe you've heard of, but don't have the research on. Yes. So
1: always looking to get uh, suggestions. Oh, yeah. And uh, why don't you also try out? I'm definitely going to do this now hearing this but I definitely want to try and listen to the album and play it like you said from the beginning of uh Wizard of Oz oh okay. I'll get you. I'll give you the instructions here in a minute
0: but uh yeah no uh, I've actually done this before yeah um I did I I knew I've heard about this a while back I actually I had took a uh in high school I had this teacher um his name was Mr. Rice uh And he was a great, he, he was a music
1: history class. It was basically the history of rock and roll and stuff like that. Fantastic teacher. Uh, My mom took the same class with the same teacher. Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: okay, Yeah. So he was, he was awesome. Just like he's like an old hippie guy, uh, loved, uh, music and all kinds of music, namely rock and roll. And, you know, he is definitely a Pink Floyd guy. And he presented this idea to us. And one day in class we watched it. Oh, you did it in class, the whole thing in the class. And like, luckily the, um, and I mean, back in the day, we'd find out, uh, yeah, whereas we find, we're going to find out you'd have to sync this up yourself. That's why the instructions coming up, uh, are going to be important or would have been more important, but you can find people on YouTube who've already synced it up enough. To oh, you know, you could just
1: watch the whole thing. Yeah, you just find it on YouTube. Wow.
0: Um, I am debating if I'm allowed to link a YouTube. Page. Maybe. I'll try it I'll see if I can. If I can, I'll try to include it in like the uh the uh post about this episode. Yeah. So uh but it's it's pretty cool. So we're gonna get into um also one quick plug. Check out our band Otherworld.
1: Yes. Uh Otherworld We're not like Pink Floyd. We're not like Pink Floyd, but I love Pink Floyd. And we're different in our own way. We try really hard. I think yeah I tell that you like Pink Floyd and some of the riffs that you write. I appreciate that. Yeah. And yeah, that definitely inspired me. And as a guitar player, David Gilmore, amazing. I would take a David Gilmore solo
0: probably seven out of 10 times over like some woodshed stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because I just like. I would put him up against a, a number of, Man, I, I really
1: don't know who has more feeling than David Gilmore. Yeah, it's his heart's there, and that's a big thing. Um, no, nah, it's not. Wish
0: you were here. Comfortably numb. The solo in that live, especially. Oh,
1: the Pulse album. Yeah, uh, live at the Pulse. That is amazing live rendition of the ending solo. Oh, so good. If you, and even if you
0: don't want to like sync the two up, I mean, if it's your first time hearing the album this probably would be a fun way to get introduced to it yeah yeah uh but uh you know just pull them up on Spotify man uh, and then just listen to the album in order I'd uh, listen to the out al- this is an album to listen to
1: in the correct order front to back they don't have a lot of albums that aren't like that i mean there's a lot of albums by them that's just so good you can play it front to back
0: no but we're going to we we're going to get into the, some of the facts about this yeah. album um this was a concept album okay so uh, this one especially with concept albums it just it demands the respect of listening to it in order and honestly with each of these songs like they're so different like it's yeah um you, there's no lack of variety in dark yeah. side of the moon it's Yeah, such definitely. a we're gonna find out just how good that album was here in a couple minutes I got some numbers okay um so just do a quick recap of the myth and uh so it's it's called the dark side of the rainbow is the, the pairing of the two. Oh, like the, when you put them together, like that's how people were like, you know, people that know this will, that's the name for it. It actually has a name.
2: Oh, okay.
0: It's the dark side of the rainbow. And it refers to the pairing of the 1973 pink Floyd album, the dark side of the moon and the 1939, the OG original, uh, wizard of Oz. Yeah. And, um, basically it, it looks like and it appears that things like the album is almost like a secret soundtrack to the movie oh so it matches that's it. That's awesome it apparent it, it seems to match it uh both lyrically and music when i say musically i mean like uh how a movie's score might be like slow at a slower yeah, moment and he add the crescendo at a build that, right yeah right so here are your instructions. So this is back in the day when you've got a VHS tape. Like, literally, like, this came out in the, uh, this came out in, like, the 90s. So this yeah. this theory came out in the 90s um, uh, online. And basically, so in the 90s, you've got, um, I think you've got the beginnings of CDs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Certainly cassette tapes. maybe Maybe cassette tapes first.
1: I think that was a little earlier, but I think they're definitely CDs in the 90s. So, so you have, uh, you don't have a, yeah, it's just that you have to have a
0: physical copy of it. Yeah. You don't have like your Spotify's, your Pandora. Yeah, no, there's no uh, streaming. There's no streaming. You have, you have some physical copy of it, yes. of, of the of whatever that might be. It doesn't really matter what the media is. Uh, so let's just say for our purposes, you've got a cassette tape and you've got your VHS tape of uh wizard of oz yeah and these instructions came out this way because you would have to if you know remember we're in the 90s now you would have to like press both play buttons you have to synchronize playing these at the same time yeah um so basically uh you would wait you so you put in so you start off you put in the vhs of the wizard of oz Okay. And you let it go through like whatever opening stuff like coming soon. Yeah. You know, the, that yeah. thing. And uh, you let it get to the MGM lion. And some of the instructions vary where it's either right as it starts roaring or right after it finishes roaring. I would say you probably go with as soon as it starts roaring. Uh, You press play on your tape. Your, your, nice. your uh, cassette tape of Dark Side of the Moon. Okay. Actually, no, you wouldn't want the cassette tape because, well, you would well, you would have to like uh you'd have to flip it, I
1: guess. You'd have to flip it really quick, or, and pause it. Well, you you could pause. The yeah, movie, you could pause you flip it. it.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's assume that you're gonna pause it because, yeah, with the cassette tape, for those who don't know, uh, they have side A and side B, and you yeah. can only fit so much on one side of the tape. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I guess you could always hit pause, but anyway, so you'd have to hit play on your cassette tape or record or whatever, as soon as the lion starts roaring. And from there, that's how you sync them up. And then you just like, listen, like you can totally hit mute on the VHS on the TV, really, uh, if you wanted to, and this is supposed to all line up, but you can also have it play and have the audio,
1: not like they're, you said lyrically it matches up as well, but yeah, I mean, if you wanted to, it's not like the lines that the actors use. Yes. Know? yes, it is.
0: Uh, I'm going to say it looks that way.
1: Wow.
2: Oh, I've got
0: examples of that coming up. Okay, I've got, yeah. I've got, I've got a, a couple examples, like the most notable examples. Wow. So you can either or let's just say you just leave it playing. So don't hit mute. Sorry, I should have said that. So if you put it in and you just play both at the same time and then the dark side of the moon and that will, uh, will uh, like, will allegedly sync up and like the lyrics and music will both work. Wow. for What you're watching.
1: That's crazy.
0: So we are going to get into that in, in, uh, the, we're going into the specifics of that coming up. But first I thought we'd talk about for those who don't know, uh, who's Pink Floyd, A couple, Couple of facts about Pink Floyd, then we'll talk about Dark Side of the Moon a little bit. And then we'll actually get into the meat of this myth. Yeah. Yeah. So, who is Pink Floyd? Just to set some context here. Pink Floyd were an English rock band formed in London in 1964. The uh, uh, musicians we're concerned with for this era are David Gilmore, Nick Mason, uh, Richard Wright, and Roger Waters.
1: Okay.
0: Are your primary members? And by the way, um none of these guys only ever played one instrument in uh, on their records. Like they had so much uh um they had so many options between yeah. four of them. Like uh David Gilmore, of course, is vocal his vocals, guitar, and synths, Nick Mason's the drummer, percussion, and like tape effects because you know, and like Pro Tools, Reaper, or whatever you use, yeah, you just have like an audio sample and you throw it in if you wanted a tape sample, you had to actually get the the tape and like hand splice it in to the tape because they're recording on a physical media, like a physical tape. That's awesome. I highly encourage uh, anybody who's interested. And like after this, like who wants to learn more about the album to watch the documentaries about how they made it, which I would also love to cover. Huh? Um, Yeah. It, it is probably one of the, that, documentary or the documentaries I watched about it got me into like uh is one of the one of the things that like led me to this podcast topic yeah because there's just so many facts and um so many weird things they did and like obstacles they had to overcome to make that record wow there's so many great things uh that they did and cool things they tried uh recorded by actually the same guy that uh handled uh um he worked for Abbey Road and he worked with the Beatles.
1: Wow. Nice. Uh,
0: Alan Parsons, which we'll talk a little bit about him later, not much. Uh, Richard Wright, who's who uh, played organ, piano, electric piano, the synth, and then Roger Waters, who was bass, guitar, vocals, and then also more tape effects. Like, Wow. They were just as, they're almost scientists as much
1: as they were musicians. An accoutrement of talented, talented musicians, all coming together all
0: the way around and they're, they're so good at like their main thing, but they also had all these other things to bring to the table. To yeah. Add. The dark side of the moon album has so many different flavors to it. I think there's like slide guitar at one point, uh, or still like lap yeah. guitar. Yeah. At one point there's like some R and B soul stuff and the uh, great gig in the sky. I think it is, Yeah, um, uh, money, which, uh, well, uh, we get that. Well, well I don't know if I'm not going to cover that too much, but like the one of the singles from the album "Money" is one of the first songs to be uh, the time signature of seven. Uh, of uh money is seven eight. Yeah, and you're usually in four four. It it jumps to four four for the guitar solo and then switches back to seven eight.
1: Yeah, it's not. That's not very common.
0: No, it was one of the only pop songs to feature that weird of a time signature. Not yeah. the only one, but it's one of the weird ones. It's usually you would do like six, eight or something,
1: especially all the money sounds in the intro and throughout scattered. Yes. The song.
0: It took from what in the documentary they talk about. It, it took three of them on like three different tape decks or tape machines with tape that wow. sprawled all across the office to like synchronize all these different sounds. Like I, it is a great documentary. Oh, wow. It just the making of dark side of the moon. I think it's called. It's so cool. So cool for all you music nerds out there. Um, so they're considered one of the UK's first psychedelic music groups. They began as like a, um, really underground, like pretty weird. And they, they start their early stuff is like pretty out there. Yeah. Really long. It's more about the journey that they've always had like really deep lyrics. Yeah. Um, and they, they started in the underground as like in like the psychedelic scene they've featured hard rock, blues, country, folk and even electronic stuff in their albums. Very very widespread, eclectic. Like they're of the best, of the best. Um to all together, they've sold over 250 million records worldwide. Wow. Uh like just insane. Just their that's the cumulative. Yeah. Uh, some other significant numbers from Pink Floyd are, um, duh, 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 duh. it was released in the so dark side of the moon specifically was released in 1973. It's a concept album. It explores the themes such as conflict, greed, time, death, and mental illness. So yeah. the topics are, uh, as, uh, the, uh, the, I believe the pianist described broad, but dynamic or a broad they're broad but bold i think it was like they're i mean the the conflict of like time for example is a pretty open wide it's not anything specifically about time but it's how time affects you yeah especially with that uh, with that song they talk about um it's a missing your moment is a big feature of that song yeah. like no one told me when to run uh i missed the starting gun Basically, yeah. it's like you got uh, you waited too long, and now you're old. You know, wow it, it it's a, it hits hard. It, I, I recommend uh, being in a uh, explorative mood when you listen to it. It's, oh, it is not a hard album to listen to, but the lyrics will hit you like
1: a brick wall. Yeah, if you really do a deep dive into it, it's just it, you get deeper and deeper.
0: Yeah, it's you a, go down the rabbit hole. Yes, it's a very
1: mellow album.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not. Uh, yeah, they're they're not. Uh, it's not a party. <laughs> could you <Yeah>. imagine, <laughs> man, like at a club? If I never wanted to get hired again, <laughs> doing being a DJ at like a, a school dance or something, uh, put on um, ooh, I put probably, probably put on time because that would be the one, yeah, that that would be the most poignant with like graduating high school and stuff. Breathe, breathe in the air. <laughs>
1: Man, that would Yeah, it's not really one to, uh, to to twerk to in today's day and age. Oh, it'd be so inappropriate. <laughs> uh, so lost Souls
0: in a Fish Bowl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> get get down to money. Ooh. <laughs> oh man, no boo, boo boo
0: shit, such a good song. Um, a friend of mine uh the it was like the only song on that album he didn't really care for because he didn't like the bass part yeah and i learned just enough to do the buh, da, da da, and i would do that like every time he, like walked into a room <laughs> and he would just like give you the look of death um you, even if you haven't heard the album you've most certainly seen the album artwork
2: oh yeah it's like it's everywhere
0: iconic. uh um i am that person that uh, i'm i'm an asshole a a bit when it comes to being a music snob and uh you you mean i with the t-shirt yeah yeah i I wish i wasn't that way but it's It's, just like you see somebody that up that you shouldn't read books by their cover but there are you can just look at some people and it's like you have no idea what that is (laughs) you just don't
1: And then uh, it's like, name me three songs (laughs) off that album. You'd be surprised how many in every genre. How many people just wear the T-shirt, which is fine. I mean, if you buy the T-shirt, I guess you're helping the band in a small some way. In some
0: way, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I should shut up and be great. You know, be
1: grateful that they're getting the support. When it comes to local bands, buy the shirt. Oh yeah, buy the shirt. Yeah, but I don't think Pink Floyd is really making too much money anymore off of. Shirt sales. Oh, dude, they don't need to. They don't need they to. They will never. But they could have retired after that album. Let's put it that yeah. way. They never needed to work again. And that's how you can tell the after. It's just all because we want to, right? We're doing this because we like it and because it sounds awesome. You go to a local band, like they get the shirt, and
0: plus, like also, like plus, if they're going to a local band, they are a fan of music. Exactly. So I mean that that goes hand in hand. But like, if you see like a uh, I know the odds are not a hundred. There's never a hundred percent of anything ever, but there's sometimes when I'm, uh, uh, if I'm in like a store or something and I see like this person who's, I don't know, let's say like 15, 16. Yeah. Something like that. And they're wearing a misfit shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I know maybe
1: just maybe,
0: they're a fascinating individual who really likes like Danzig and There's a thirteen percent chance you're
1: very interesting. There's a thirteen percent
0: chance you're <laughs> very interesting, and there is a higher percent chance that you're full of shit. You like the little skull, yeah. Now, you saw but that. I mean, you saw that in Hot Topic, and you bought <laughs> it. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: I'll, I'll confess. I'll confess. When I first bought. <laughs> The Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon. Hi shirt. Joe. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm Joseph and I'm a poser. Hi, I Joe. was a poser at 10 years old. <laughs> but yeah, walking into hot topic. Oh, that's cool. It's got like one white light and then a rainbow. That's really cool. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. I've been there.
0: But uh yeah, I am I am uh, unfortunately that asshole and I have many flaws and that's one of them. But um, this album cover is—I really can't think of one that's, and I'm—I'm sh- I'm sure someone can bring up other examples, but I can't really think of one that a looks as good and yeah. is as iconic. Like yeah, those two, probably things.
1: like some Queen or. I can't being in the same realm. Yeah, no, nah, I don't.
0: Uh-huh. I don't think so. It's the and by the way, if you're wondering, it's the it's the pyramid. Yeah, or the prism. Uh, with a white light coming in, and then a rainbow coming out the other side, or the spectrum of yeah. light, meaning that it's like the light coming into the prism and then being divided into the individual uh, parts of uh, a light spectrum. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it's one of the most famous designs. Um, uh, it was actually at the request of uh, Richard Wright, the keyboardist, and he said he'd wanted something simple and bold to match the album oh uh that's that well was, it worked it worked Good no job. it's so uh and actually that's one of my um my references when I, I, I do some graphics design work yeah um i reference that in my mind all the time where it's like it needs to be excuse me it needs to be simple because the, the simpler it is but the, the more it's a tough balance between unique and simple yeah and if you can get that balance right i'm not saying i i am i to say the best examples of it are like the target logo the nike logo yeah um i mean targets is so good they don't put target in the outside of stores anymore it's just the circle yeah and that's how popular like starbucks is yeah, a great starbucks. example um
1: mcdonald's
0: i mean the golden arches you're right it's, it's just like it's it, those logos are like powerful because they're they're simple and they're catchy and this is the same thing with this album. Yeah. It's, it's just the rest of It's just black, uh, black sleeve. I don't even think it has pink Floyd on it.
1: I think even for years, I'd almost say, what about uh Nirvana? The smiley face. Uh, The baby in the pool is pretty iconic. Yeah. But I mean, as far as like t-shirt logo on a, that's, that's pretty iconic. I see that and, a lot as well. Right. Right. But I don't, if, if we're talking all time, I don't
0: think it. be yeah, true. It's definitely, you're right. And it definitely is a huge one, but I don't, I don't think it the, uh, there's a whole theory behind this, uh, not conspiracy theory, but like artist and concept theory, like a uh, design theory yeah.
1: behind this album cover. But that's, I, I mean, yeah, you, you learn all about that and like advertising and yeah, that album cover, messaging, I, I bet you would come up. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah,
2: it's
0: so good. Um, uh, it uh so the the album had two singles, money and us and them, huh? Was the other single? Uh, money was actually uh, from what I remember in the documentary thrown in at the end because the uh, the record company because you'll you'll listen to money and it it fits the album for sure. Yeah, definitely. But it's different from the rest of the album. Yeah. Uh, and the record label was like, we need a song. That is more, we need a single friendly song. He's like, we have one, we want two. And uh, I think Waters is the one who wrote that one. I could be mistaken. Um, But I believe Waters is the one who brought that one in. And uh, he's like, okay. And uh, (laughs) their single is written in seven, eight.
1: Nice.
2: (laughs) Nice.
0: It's so catchy though. It is like, it's a, you'll find yourself trying to like count like the one, two, three, four. And then it's just that. It's really hard to keep up with, but it's a, it's a great song. Also more tape deck tricks with the, the coins you'll hear yeah. at the beginning of it. Each song kind of begins time starts with alarm clocks. Um, uh, there's a song I believe called mental illness that starts off with like some philosophy quotes, yeah. each song like kind of like begins with this like audio adventure it's also it's almost like a reference for the rest of the song really yeah you know yeah. it's there's a it's it's dense it's a is this it's a, a kickback and it's a it's pretty high on the
1: stoner list yeah this album definitely pretty high uh i don't think you need to to enjoy it but uh, i yeah. mean another name for their genre is like stoner rock, stoner rock you know
0: pink floyd well
1: they're called psychedelic stoner is a little slower
0: and more bluesy yeah uh psychedelic is like weird yeah just them uh pink the dark side of the moon album sold over it's it's one of the few albums of all time to sell over 40 million copies nice individually so remember they sold 250 total million total
1: in their career and 40 of that
0: 40 of that was
1: one album was one album wow that just is a testament to how big of an influence and how popular pink floyd is and was so i mean pink floyd had some clout for sure um
0: but they definitely became the band we know and recognize today after this album and to put into some context about like um how weird it is for a band that experimental to be that popular here's some of the other albums um of all this is going by so there's a couple different numbers there's Uh, Albums sold all time. And then there's like estimated like claimed sales. I went with the of all time. Okay. A a lot of different metrics. But I just went with um of all time numbers. Michael Jackson's Thriller. Number one selling singular album of all time. 70 million copies. Wow. Um, Thriller. And it shows. Because it is a fucking great album. ACDC Black and Back. uh, Wow. Wow. AC, <laughs> ACDC baby got back. Uh no. ACDC Back in Black 50 million copies. Wow. Yeah. Talk about a, talk about a hell of a comeback. That was a that was a kind of a comeback album for them, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, suddenly like that's just after Bon Scott died. Yeah. And I think he wrote that album too. Like he wrote a lot of lyrics to that one. Mm. Oh, AC Back in Black is a good album. Obviously. Uh Whitney <laughs> so, so there's some of these on here that are uh kind of kind of weird. Um, Whitney Houston and various artists in the Bodyguard soundtrack, huh? 45 million copies. Wow, the Kevin Costner movie, the one where the uh, the end I will always look that that song, yeah, comes from that album and it's a soundtrack. I wonder if it was because of that song. You know what? Whitney Houston, uh, could sing her ass off, so I would not be surprised.
1: Do we know? Do you know off the offhand what some of the other artists were that were on that album. on that oh, album? no i'm sorry I, I don't think they were pulling as hard as whitney houston now, was. whitney houston
0: time. was a, a badass on her own like she was uh killing it on her own oh yeah and then uh, to come out with which is actually that song's the cover of dolly parton's song uh, i will always really you. yep i'll uh, i believe dolly parton wrote it wow Uh, It's. I mean, it's good, and Dolly Parton's is really good in a country way, and then Whitney Houston made it uh, the R and B way, and you can argue the technical prowess of both. Whitney Houston's probably gonna win because she's got a bigger range, but uh, no, she was an incredible singer. The one I besides Pink Floyd, I am so happy that my boy Meatloaf is on this fucking (laughs) list in uh, fourth place at forty four million copies sold a bat out of hell i love that (laughs) album it's so good it's so over the top um you know the song turnaround uh the turnaround Brad. yeah that was originally written uh for meatloaf uh because meatloaf doesn't write a lot of his songs at least not lyrically and that song was originally written for him that's why if you listen to it you're like this sounds like a meatloaf song because it's uh-huh. by the guy who wrote a lot of the Meatloaf songs, songs. They had an argument and then somebody else recorded it. And to be honest, whoever, rec- I can't remember her name. She did an amazing job. Yeah. I I mean, Meat Loaf could have done great. But uh, I think her raspiness adds such a sincerity. Oh, yeah. So good. The backups, the other guy singing in that song could have been better. Maybe that could have been Meatloaf. Yeah. A little disappointed to see the Eagles on here a couple times. They're on here a couple times. Really yeah, I hate the Eagles I'm sorry <laughs> uh, I just do uh. um, Eagles their greatest hits 1971 to 1975 Wow 44 million copies and then we come to our boys in Pink Floyd Dark side of the Moon 44 million
1: copies nice
0: and then after that's Eagles again with Hotel California 42 BGs and various artists and Saturday Night fever soundtrack 40 million. <laughs> Fleetwood Max rumors got 40 million. <laughs> Shania Twain, come on over. 40 million records. Wow. Shania Twain. That song's that, that song's catchy as hell. I didn't realize Shania Twain uh fucking murdered it with mm-hmm. that album. Yeah. 40 million? Nice. Dude. For uh country, too. I mean, country was big, but I never thought it would uh and this is the nineties too. I think it was a mid nineties album. Yeah. Yeah. Killing it. Goshen. iowa <laughs> uh, so getting back to, um, dark side of the moon, it was certified 14 times platinum in the United Kingdom. Nice. Yeah. Uh, in 2013, it was selected for the, uh, uh, to be preserved in the library of con, uh, library of con library of library words, man. That's all I'm this being... thing is. Yeah. The National Recording Registry and the Library of Congress have Where decided. Where they
1: hold books? Huh? Where they hold books?
0: One of them places. Uh, books and other significant media. Yes. Uh, and this is being, uh, this has uh, been selected for preservation. Wow. I think Shrek has too. Really? I'm. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, I'm pretty sure Shrek is in the vault for being culturally significant.
1: I mean understandable
0: i wouldn't doubt it i wouldn't doubt it um if i somehow can look that up later i got some
1: hits i'll double
0: check but i'm pretty sure it's in there um the probably the coolest thing i think that this album has going for it is that it holds the highest number of weeks on the billboard charts wow the record uh first arriving in 1973, the dark side of the moon. How many, how many consecutive as in back to back weeks do you think it stayed on the charts? Uh, um, this is, this is it staying in the top 200, by the way, the top 200 oh, billboard charts. How long to beat the, the beat the record. Do you think it stayed on the charts?
1: Um, like, Five weeks? Uh, go higher. Eight? Two months? Um, we're talking
0: record here, beating the record.
1: Okay, like six months?
0: Uh, no, uh, we are talking somewhere in, to the ring of seven hundred and twenty-four consecutive Jeez. weeks in the top two. I wasn't even close. Hundred. Wow top two you know how hard it is to just make it one week in the top 200 that's why i was guessing so low yeah i I appreciate your reverence for it but uh it got in there in 1973 and got finally knocked out of the top 200 so that might have even stayed on like to the top 400 or something like that however they go past that yeah so it might have even stayed on there longer but um and this is its original release wow this isn't being like great coming back for our greatest hits or a remastering. this is gets released gets released in 1973 724 consecutive weeks at the top 200 and then finally dropping off the top 200 april 30th 1988. wow so from the early 70s to almost damn near the 90s <laughs> uh, pink floyd uh being pretty epic yeah and and that's not including re-releases either wow uh and i didn't include i didn't i I wasn't i didn't push for that too much i don't have the exact number but it gains like an additional 200 weeks
1: Jeez. uh
0: from that so it's it's like almost at a thousand weeks total on the records but that's being released re-released over time and you know 20th anniversary and things like that yeah but consecutively 724. wow Uh I'm gonna get into real, real, real like just some more or less fun facts about the Wizard of Oz, because I mean everybody you've seen it. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean Dorothy, Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. Uh, it was based on it. the film was based on a book. If you're familiar. Um and we're gonna get into the details of that coming up because the book was an allegory for like the US economy at the time. And we'll get into the specifics of that coming up but the movie was made in 1939 and there's I'm pretty sure there's a ton of conspiracies about the movie itself and I didn't get into those. because That's not really the topic here, but um, there's a lot of like mystery, like uh, apparently somebody can be seen hanged in the background. In one of the scenes. I was,
1: uh, yeah, I saw that. That is, it really does look like
0: that. It really does look like it. I mean, I, but I don't know. It's supposed to be like the guy who originally played the scarecrow or something.
1: Is it? Well, it's, it's while they're all inched in frame as well. And they turn a corner and come towards the camera and then the background. I don't know how I didn't realize it or notice it the first time I watched the movie. But yeah, it's right. Like dead center camera in the back in the background. Wow. Someone just dangling there.
0: Oh, and uh, apparently uh, Shrek it has been. Recognized as being culturally, historically, and aesthetically Oh, yeah. I mean, significant. So it is, it is, it is the Smash Mouth. I mean, I, it's understandable. I believe it's one of the, I think it's the first animated film to be preserved. You know, and, somebody once told me. <laughs> the world. You know, I want to cover that
1: song. Really? In Otherworld, so bad. A metal version? A metal version of that song. That would be fantastic. I, I think- got woken up one time. <laughs> via that song and it was after a night of partying so i had a terrible hangover and that is a fantastic way even if you have a hangover to be woken up he literally kicked my door in your dad no it was a friend of mine oh (laughs) he started playing that song on a giant speaker and as soon as that part hit he just kicked the door in and brought me outside (laughs) you monster but i love you (laughs) Carrying on that theme from last week, that last episode,
0: be that friend.
1: Be that friend. Be that friend. <laughs> be just completely honest with him. And, you know, wake up your drunken friends with a, a smash mouth. So uh, if you also
0: want to join in, uh, go to, if you go to our social media, like we're on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, um, help me pressure my brother, uh, our vocalist, yeah. into <laughs> covering Smash Mouth in our band. Uh, I, I really would appreciate. it. I'm, I'm
1: down. I knew I, I knew I could get you. I knew I would. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's pretty easy to sway my opinion, <laughs> especially when we're doing Shrek covers.
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, there's not too many songs off that <laughs> off that album that I wouldn't cover. <laughs> um, so a couple of quick facts about,
0: uh, or quick in- bits of information about the Wizard of Oz. Um, thank you, computer. Uh, it is not the first film to be filmed in color. Huh. A lot of people thought it was. Uh, it is not. Uh, that is actually a film called Cupid Angeling made in 1918. Okay. So fun trivia fact for you. So now we're going to get into the synchronization myth origins. Yes. Where the hell does that come from? Who has that kind of time?
1: Exactly to just, I'm going to, First, I'm going to stick with Wizard of Oz and I'm going to play a lot of different albums to try and get it to sync up, see which albums do and which albums don't. This had to be like a tip off from someone in Pink Floyd or something to make it. because like who has that kind of time to try different movies and different albums? And I can tell you right now, it did not
0: originate from anybody in Pink Floyd. Really? None of them have. None of them are connected to starting it. Starting the rumor,
1: that is. Do we have any uh, confirmation or non-confirmation from Pink Floyd themselves? We'll get to that. Okay. Um,
0: Okay. So no one knows officially where the myth came from, where Mm. it started. Well, I should say where it started. We do have uh, a guy in 1995 a man named Charles Savage. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> I, wonder, I wanted to read this whole thing as
1: Macho Man. Though. You're not gonna turn. You're not gonna change your first name. I mean, no offense to people named Charles, but if your last name is Savage, you, name, you can't. Pick your name becomes else Chuck Savage.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a wrestler.
1: <laughs> that does actually.
0: Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! I am a journalist. Yeah.
1: Charles Savage, the name. You know, if you put Wizard of Oz on the screen, <laughs> you got to start it right after the lion roars.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Only I had a brain. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. I try to get away from the microphone. I want the lion to be wizard. I want the lion and Wizard of Oz. You know, what? I want everybody uh, in the Wizard of Oz.
1: Everyone. See. Or just like the monkeys or just Dorothy we're not in Toto anymore if if it was everyone it, it'd be more acceptable than if it was like just like the good witch <laughs> i wish i were home yeah
0: the cream of the crop <laughs> charles sat chuck savage no charles savage uh was a uh he wrote an article for the Fort Wayne Journal Gazette. I don't know. Ah, I, I, don't know. For, I saw Fort Wayne, and that's where I went with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he published an article bringing the conspiracy to the general public. So he didn't create the myth, but he found it. Oh. And he's the one, like, I just imagine him at his computer, takes the biggest hit of whatever he's smoking at the time. And he just okay. Check this out. Click click click. click. <laughs> you guys need to see this. Um uh, <laughs> so, uh so he wrote it in uh in ninety uh, five and he said the conspiracy like according to him uh where he found it was a nineteen ninety four article that was posted in a Pink Floyd news group oh so apparently there's there's just i mean i the album and band are big enough based on those numbers to have
1: i guess a news group imagine what that room smells like. <laughs> Dank. That was a place, dank. (laughs) Um, Only the cream of the crop. Only, (laughs) my dearest
0: viewer. (laughs) Uh, So savage. (laughs) So at so at the time. So savage. I believe did he tried the uh, we had to have uh, tried this conspiracy. So basically, he finds the instructions I told you earlier. Yeah. uh, Sinks up a record player and his VHS player. And, you know, he watched it and then he says, the result is astonishing. This is uh, our boy Charles Savage. Uh, the result is astonishing. As if the movie were a, were a one long art film music video for the album. Wow! Song lyrics and titles max, match the action and plot. The music swells and falls with the character's movements. Expect to see enough uh, firm coincidences to make you wonder whether the whole thing was planned. Oh. Uh." so that so he so Savage is the one I wish it was macho uh Chuck yeah like Chuck Charles Savage is the one bringing it into the spotlight so now from 95 on is where this meth game meth this meth <laughs> there's probably some meth involved with this
1: research breathe in the air
2: I got him oh, okay. I'm at a tinfoil <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So, uh, so from '95, it, it you know this gets snowballs into what we know or what we've heard of now. Wow. So, a couple of things that lend uh, credence to the theory, though, is that Pink Floyd is very much known for sonic experimentation. Um. Uh, one of the cool examples I have of this is in 1972, they purchased a custom PA that would allow them to do. Uh, 360 degree or so effects in the audience. Wow. So like if they have like uh, you know like a cool like uh, sound bit effect or whatever they can play it with the panning effects. That's so, like, awesome. Yeah. And they're, they were very much about having good shows. Like. Oh yeah. If Kiss is about the showmanship like Pink Floyd was about the meant like the cerebral the experience. art of the show. Yeah. Yeah. It was an art piece as well as a performance.
1: I mean, just the, even still nowadays, I think you can, you can see where they laser light shows where they play Pink Floyd. Oh, it's like constellations pay, playing, but it's like them and they're just putting on a performance, even though that the band's not actually playing there, but they're putting on a show as if they are. That's awesome. I, I've, I've wanted to go to one of those for a long time. Yeah. I mean, watching the Pulse album live. Very much the whole guitar solo after, uh, uh, comfortably numb, just a big disco ball just ascends and opens as the guitar solo plays and it all swells together. I could very much see them purposefully doing this with wizard of Oz. Um,
0: some other things that, uh, lend, you know, some things, evidence, some people might compile up here, um, is that Pink Floyd is also known for a couple of film scores. Huh. I wasn't aware. Not like huge films. Yeah. Um, There is one, like there is like a movie thing that goes with the wall. Like there is an animated yeah. piece that goes with the wall. But good movie. Pretty. It's pretty weird. Pretty weird. But it's pretty like, weird. It's, it's good. It's, it's artsy. It is very art. They are very much that artsy band. Uh, So they, um in 1968 they did a soundtrack for the committee. 1969 they recorded um uh, a score for Barb Bay Schroeder's film more. See, it's B A R B E T. I don't think it's Barbette I think it's Barbet. Huh? see probably silent. I don't know. But for a film called More in nineteen seventy, they worked on the Z- Zabriskie Point. Um, one of the pieces turned down by the director uh, just for various changes uh, was called the violent sequence in the film, and later it became the music for Us and Them. Wow. Uh, and it was included in the yeah, obviously in the album. So I thought that was a cool one to mention. So you never throw anything away. That's a yeah, lesson to any up and coming writers or other musicians. Uh I have say I have a, a number of riffs that
1: haven't worked yet, but one day they will. Yeah. One day they will. Very much. There's even some lyrics that I'm like, I'm not very fond of this, but I'm gonna save it, yeah, and tweak it later instead of just. Trashing it, there's no hurt in writing it down. Yeah.
0: Um. And one day it could be featured on an album that sells forty four million copies.
1: Oh, I'd be good with a fifth of that. I'd be good, like a t- uh, of, a, of a tenth. Of that yeah, now. exactly. Um.
0: Uh, um. So we're gonna get. I uh, won't we'll save some of that for later because I have I have a lot of examples. Uh. Does it actually work? just to flat out answer that question. So there are some noteworthy synchronicities that you can find. Huh. Um, so this is when you've, you put it in, press play when the line roars. Yeah. So these timestamps are for the movie and the music happening at the same time. Okay. So the, so when you hear the timestamps, imagine they're both happening at the same time. Okay. All right. At two minutes and 20 seconds, uh, you look for a triangle. You can, apparently they say you look at a, a triangle hanging in a tree and it looks like the album cover. Oh, um, nice. but, uh, that would have, that one would have been pretty tough because this movie came out in 39 and the album came out almost 40 years yeah. later. Maybe not. Uh, so at uh, eight minutes, three seconds, bells start playing as, uh, the wicked witch rides on screen and, uh, ringing the bells on her bicycle. So the song oh. bell starts as there's a song called bells. Yeah. And she's ringing the bells of her bicycle. Apparently that lines. Up. I'm a believer. Already. And uh I need to see this. Another one happens at uh, 19 minutes 34 seconds. The song Money starts playing when Dorothy first lays eyes on the yellow brick road, and we'll get into the significance of that later because like huh. again, uh that book was an uh, allegory for um the American economic system. Oh. So we're going to touch base on that one again later. Um, 29 minutes 10 seconds when a wicked witch dressed in black appears out of a cloud of smoke the lyrics say black 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 oh. I like it 37 minutes 15 seconds as Dorothy is talking to the scarecrow um, he begins to say if I only had a brain and the song brain damage starts to play again I've got a little more on that one which we'll get to later nice uh, pretty much coming up to it at uh 42 minutes and 30 seconds. When Dorothy meets the tin man and bangs in his chest to listen, the album ends with the heartbeat sound. Oh man. So now there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to get. I, when I heard it, I I know I, so when I saw this, I did this a while ago. Uh, I, I too was like, that lines up pretty well. And it's just a, it's just fun. But two, it does. It's kind of creepy, huh? But you gotta wonder, is that just your initial
1: reactions to it or are you being influenced by hype? Yeah. Is it like when we touched on the first episode with the Elvis Presley it's like them looking for that conspiracy? Is it because we want it to work that we're specifically looking at and listening to the similarities, disregarding all of the right. Uh, everything else or does it actually work that well and
0: as we see it it does there are I mean there's if if it were only one or two moments you were like okay I mean I I get it you're stretching but I get it but there's like there's there's a lot of the album wow like has moments like that and those are just the more the significant ones
1: and even just when you're when you're listing them the names of the uh, songs when they appear makes sense. You know what I mean? It's, there might be some truth to this.
0: So now let's just flat out answer or we will do our best to answer. Is it true? Yes and no is the okay. best way I can put it. Yes, in that the lyrics uh, can match up at certain points. And so does the music, um, but uh, no, as in pretty much everybody in, that was involved with making of the album has denied it.
1: Oh, uh, so of course they have. Of They're course, trying they to lead have. us astray.
0: Um, one of the things I wanted to bring up is that the lyrics in "Dark Side of the Moon" are both, again, uh, to use Wright's uh, uh, words, um, simple but bold. Yeah. So they're general enough to be interpreted in many different ways. That's true. That's true. And the album cover, the album uh, titles are brain damage time. Uh, The great gig in the sky gets kind of like uh, specific, but they're all
1: about very general big topics. Yeah. There's a lot of room for vague in there. Yeah. There's
0: the room for stretching
1: maybe. Yeah. And and basically it,
0: uh, it kind of depend lines up depending on, uh, to reiterate your interpretations of the lyrics. So, uh, one of the examples is, uh, Dorothy starts to run after the line in time. That is, uh, no one told you where to run. Oh. So she runs right when he's has that line about running. Uh, David Gilmore sings the line home, home again, as part of the song breathe as the fortune teller is advising Dorothy to return home uh, to
1: Kansas. I like it so much.
0: I love it too. Uh, During the song Brain Damage, Dorothy meets the scarecrow and he begins to sing the song If I Only Had a Brain at the point where Roger Waters sings Gotta Keep the Loonies on the Path. Wow. That's eerie. It's eerie. Uh, The great gag, the gag, the great gig in the sky begins as uh, the tornado hits Dorothy. Oh. I, that was the one that was like, what's this song again? Oh.
1: <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah,
0: but like you'd have to. So, but the thing is, is like a gig is uh, a thing you go to to perform. And that's not what you call a house. Yeah. You know, but that's an argument for that one where it's like, yeah, but eh, like you're, you're stretching.
1: But I mean, there is room to so much room for argument and right and
0: honestly like uh i think as a
1: musician a gig is you know your home to you know
0: and though they might deny it if this were me like if i was uh the if any of the artists like position about this i would love this because you know what this means people are listening to your shit over and over and over again (laughs) Uh, and plus this is so fun one uh it would be an honor to be connected to something as classic as the Wizard of
1: Oz film. Do you think legally hmm. that they could do that on purpose? Yeah, at the time with the rights and everything else. At the time? Yeah, sure. Why not? Cuz it's there's, not like you're stealing any of the audio and no. putting it in your album. You're just making the audio sync. That's um it.
0: There's actually kind of a uh have you ever heard of Rift Tracks? no have you ever heard of mystery science theater 3000 no um if you remember if if you've ever seen like the little silhouette of a guy and two robots watching movies and like making fun of them uh they watch like usually like old bad movies netflix bought them to bring back a new season it came on in the 90s it starts in like the late 80s and goes till the mid 90s like it's about 10 years okay uh mike nelson's my favorite host but um So basically you've got uh, it started off on a sci-fi channel and they would watch like bad, bad sci, like bee sci-fi movies and then make jokes about them. Yeah. Um, It's like basic, you know, like what's his name and something in Waldorf from the Muppets like cracking jokes. Yeah. It's basically that it's like a peanut gallery watching a film and then making their jokes about it because these movies are pretty, pretty bad.
2: Yeah.
0: But it's not like malicious. They're just having fun. Okay. It's like you and your friend watching a bad movie on purpose. Oh. but recording it uh the three guys Mike Nelson Bill Corbett and I can't remember the third guy's name uh, came together though and they made a thing called riff tracks after Mr Science Theater ended and uh riff tracks is the same format but you know they can't afford the licensing to pay for the visuals because they do modern oh, movies too they do yeah. Transformers Harry Potter what you know whatever you want Um, and what they do is they will watch a film and record. They're watching the film in their studio and watching it and recording into like, you know, an MP3 file. And then they sell the MP3 file that you can then sync up to the movie on your own. They have software that has to do that. It's really, it's, it's easy. I do it all. I've done it multiple times, especially to the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh Um, and you might hear a train in the background. Um, basically you uh uh you'll put like your phone or something on and like the software listens to it through the microphone and then automatically syncs up it'll tell you at this point play hit press play the play button because it gives you instructions how to do it yeah it's really really easy you do it all basically do it all through your phone huh and um but it's kind of the same thing um they if they wanted to i mean there would be nothing Legally, all they're selling you is their MP3 file, yeah, and the software to sync it up to a movie that they also encourage you to buy if you don't have it. They give you like an Amazon link or something, yeah. So it's good sales for the movie if they don't have it, but um, you could also use it for like
1: Netflix if you wanted to.
0: Um, but that would be something similar to this. Like, there's nothing legally stopping them from selling their own audio.
1: Yeah. So if they did do that on purpose, right, there wouldn't be anything stopping them from saying, "Yeah, we did that." Like they have no reason to. No, there's
0: no legal. There's no legal action that could be taken against them. Like it would just be like a, a, the most it would be would just be like a really weird thing to do. (laughs) But
1: but there's nothing.
0: um, Yeah, there's nothing legally stopping them from being able to do
1: it. So then why not? Why not claim? I mean, well, I mean, if 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 what I'm saying is like if they did do that on purpose and there's no legal repercussion of doing it, then why not be honest and say that you did, if they did?
0: Uh, in my opinion of why, again, my opinion here of why they are probably not taking credit for this is because they, they, they're probably the, like, of such like a, uh, artistic integrity or integral. I don't know what proper over the word here. Yeah their internal integrity as an artist is probably high enough to the point where they're not going to take cre- the, the credit for an idea they didn't intentionally mean to do. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, these are the, these are very high art type people. I mean, they're, they're, they're their, their art intelligence is so high and they're so creative. Yeah. I think that they would, if this was something they meant to do intentionally, uh, they would take credit for it. And if it was just one of those fun, happy accidents, they they're not like mad about it or anything. Yeah, they just say it's not true, man. But they don't uh, they don't berate like that's the thing they think they do that's uh, very smart is that they they don't uh, you're an idiot if you believe it. They're like no, it's just not true.
1: I think then the challenge is find any other movies that that same album sings to. Oh, um, if it's general enough that it can work.
0: Oh man, there's actually um, I'll re- I'll read them at the end. Um, Justice
1: League Snyder cut.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I'll read them at the end. Originally, I didn't include them, but I'll read you a couple of funny, uh, um, uh, alternate. I don't know if they work, but there's some funny like titles. Yeah, that the, people have suggested trying to do this with their films as well, and they've okay. come. Up, the movies they picked are 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 great. <laughs> um, Greatly terrible greatly i i want to do it to one of them and we'll we'll talk about that (laughs) we'll save that for the wrap-up so going back to what we're talking about uh when she enters the Olympic road for the first time like she first steps into munchkin land you know we we enter technicolor now yes um oh and by the way the film also was not filmed in black and white sepia tone was added to it afterwards Oh, so it never It is the first film. I don't know if it's the first film to do that, but it is one of the most noteworthy films to like go from like a black and white to color. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't like filmed specially in black and white and then made in color. Like it was filmed in color the whole time. And then they added Sepia as an effect in the beginning. Huh. More fun facts about uh, Wizard of Oz. There's so much production stuff with that movie. Again, like if if you guys find a podcast that talks about like, the insides of making movies uh and you'll find tons of stuff about
1: that one there's a there's a yeah. ton
0: of theories huh. um yeah uh but when she enters Land for the first time in the uh when she you know sees the Olympic road for the first time that's when money kicks in and um there's a so in the book and this kind of lends back to like uh making the lyrics fit with yeah. like the material, this is this is kind of going into the book, but the that's what the originally this uh, the the movie in the movie like her shoes aren't supposed to be red; they're supposed to be silver.
1: Huh.
0: Uh, the red just looked better on screen. Yeah, but in the book, the Yellow Brick Road uh, and Dorothy's silver slippers represent the argument over whether the United States should have gone with a gold and silver or gold only currency standard. Huh. I don't I mean you'd have to read the book to make to understand exactly why it shoes and exactly why it's a brick road but um, uh, if you're not familiar our money our money right now is like all credit based I think yeah and back in the day it was hard based on like that's what we had like Fort Knox is yeah. the money was the paper it was like a promissory note for like real gold that we had stashed yeah. in somewhere. I don't think it works that way anymore because I don't think there's enough gold to match the amount of money that we have, which is a tricky conversation.
1: And a scary one.
0: That's a scary one. Um, So uh, Dorothy in the book uh, represents, uh, she's from Kansas. She represents uh, innocent nobility of the middle class in in the Midwest America. The Tin Man represents industry and the Scarecrow represents agriculture for a couple examples. That's okay. why they are what they are. Yeah. And that all, as you're wondering, like, why would a 10 man be in this weird magical world? And it's everything in that book is metaphors. Huh? That I don't necessarily know that the and the movie's good. The movie's great, but I don't know if the movie really captures what the book was trying to talk about. Yeah, definitely. I believe the book is also on the grim side. Maybe um, not full on Grimm's fairy tale, but it's not a fun, happy adventure. I mean, we're talking about uh, sad, like the dust bowl and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, the movie didn't portray that. No.
0: Um, and also the album ends with uh, heartbeats, and uh, again, you know, she puts her ear on the Tin Man's chest, and you hear heartbeats. Uh, so that was another connect. You know, that's yeah. people making things fit um going back to officially the members and alan parsons who was the audio engineer have denied it uh this is alan parsons talking about it it has absolutely no foundation whatsoever it's a fabrication by someone who has too much time on their hands david gilmore has dismissed it my favorite response to it and i think he was i this is one of the guys i think he loves the i think he loved the fact that people were talking about it but the drummer nick mason told uh, uh in an mtv interview in uh, 97 said it's absolute nonsense it's nothing to do with the wizard of oz it's all based on the sound of music <laughs> that is an, that is the best response i've heard to this so far yeah i would love to i wonder if
1: then no he's probably just making a joke but i would actually like to try it with the sound of music as well i'm
0: very certain there's a the number of people going <laughs> and then just
1: get really serious and yeah. dilate. <laughs> wait i didn't think about that let me try it
0: <laughs> i need to go get some more weed for this research uh, ah man if um, if somebody does
1: have that kind of time please.
0: Could, you, could you do this independent please. research and then tell us the results
1: let us know on the twitter's
0: Please let me know what happens when you get to the uh salong so farewell, I'll beat it send goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanna know. I wanna know what's playing. You know, that would be that would be some fun research. I wanna know what's playing when she's like dancing and like, you know, she's doing the twirls in the hills, like the hills <laughs> are alive type thing.
1: Money. We could like <laughs> it's gas! <laughs> we could probably like set up if we if we really wanted to go at this hard but like set up a room where we got like several tvs playing different movies (laughs) at the same time always hit play to see which ones are pairing up simultaneously oh man you know what um
0: we need to write that down that it would be a great live stream idea but i wonder how we would get away with it that's two of the most like copywritten things on the planet yeah the sound of the dark side or the sound of the sound of the moon
1: maybe if you're copywriting too many things at once—it <laughs> just overloads.
0: Maybe, yeah. The, the lawyers will argue with each other enough to, to like take long enough to leave to you out we, of it. We'll just die of old age before <laughs> they come to an agreement. But you know, our <laughs> our estates will have to pay the bill. I'll let my kids figure it out. Oh man, I I'm gonna look into that, and I <laughs> that might be our first line <laughs> event if I can get that to work. That would be hilarious. I, because I, even if it doesn't work. If it doesn't work and that's fine it would be the album uh actually we're getting ready to, the next thing we're going to talk about is the length of the album it would be nearly an hour of really trippy pink floyd music like yeah i wonder if she's like dancing in the hills like you doing the twirling thing like i was talking about and uh, something really sad like times playing or us and though no. <laughs> keep the loonies on the we path gotta,
1: you gotta try it with wizard of oz sound of music Mary Poppins, you know, or really want to hear what's going to happen? Yeah, we'll do. We'll just we'll 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 sync the
0: movie up to a lot of different Julie Andrews films. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find some and music. um, uh, Mary Poppins. We'll find some other ones. Which is we'll just keep playing Pink Floyd until we land on something interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So one of the biggest issues you might run across with with this theory. So now we're, we're still talking about the validity of it. Is that uh, the Dark Side of the Moon is considerably shorter than The Wizard of Oz.
2: That's
1: what I was thinking. I right. I was going to say that's a long album if it matches fully.
0: And it's not a short album. I mean, Dark Side of the Moon's uh, 43 minutes. Yeah. It's, pretty, it's a decently long album.
1: But no movie length.
0: The Wizard of Oz is an hour and 52 minutes. Yeah. So this is allegedly solved by looping the album. Oh, so you just immediately start looping it. But the problem is, is you'd have to do that, and I did the math exactly two point six times. Oh, or basically just over two and a half times. So where does it end? Like where when the movie ends at two and a half times,
1: then Sound of Music begins, and you just continue. <laughs> you just, this, and that's the never trick is it loop. doesn't start. Oh, the album my. doesn't start with sound of oh, music. Oh my god! That's such a stouter thing. Through it starts out of music. <laughs> See what we really is. Ugh, really, what it is, man.
2: Ugh,
1: really, what it is, man. It,
0: it doesn't. It doesn't start. It doesn't start with a lion roar. It actually starts where it left off
1: on dark side of the moon. <laughs> Don't you get it?
2: <laughs>
1: you have to start it at point four way into. You have
0: to. And then just, like, staring off into the distance for a long time. Where was I? You have to start it.
1: (laughs) It's going to be, like, some weird connection through, like, extras that have been on both sets. Dude, what that's going to happen... What would
0: happen? And this this poor bastard that we have somehow influenced, if we have influenced, to do this. Yeah. Um, It's me. It's you. (laughs) So, I'm sorry for... (laughs) The number of holes you're going to be thumbtacking into yeah. your wall as you tie that <laughs> that red string from like Julie Andrews and Sound of Music to becomes Mary Poppins. And you find out this,
1: like, you know, oh my God,
2: there's lizards in the Capitol.
1: <laughs> really strange how it ended with Anchorman. And we'll be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really took a turn there at the,
0: at the fourth movie. You break down the arsonist has webbed feet. That's like 12 syllables.
1: <laughs> and then you pair it with, you know, the third Spider Man movie with Toby McGuire. Oh, it's pizza time. Only that. <laughs> <laughs> Good God.
0: It's going to make it there. That's number, what's the movie, number 23, where you just make this shit happen? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is a great segue because the link. Uh, so all this and even some of the other stuff with the Elvis episode, um, can be, um, it's, it's called basically the, the, the process of trying to combine all these things or the, the, men, yeah, the mental process of combining all yeah. of these different things yeah. together is, uh, something called, uh, and forgive me again, apophenia, epiphenia, epiphenia.
1: Okay. A word, a,
0: a word. A-P-O-P-H-E-N-I-A.
1: Apophenia. Huh. Apophenia? Yeah. I'm not going to try it. (laughs) Excuse me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So basically, it is the definition is, it's the tendency to perceive a connection or meaningful pattern between unrelated or random things. Huh. I don't, I mean, it's, I don't know if I'd call it random, though, because those, the, maybe it's just one of those like really, really crazy coincidences that actually do just yeah. happen in life because I mean, they do. I mean, I mean, winning the lottery is pretty crazy. And then, uh, like, um, and then well, I try to think of a movie that I saw that really kind of talked about this too. That was neat, but, uh, just that many things lining up in one. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, literally anything can happen yeah and i think maybe this is just a documented case of it happening you know
1: yeah i think there is probably a lot more cases where that same thing happens we just haven't found them yet we haven't paired the right album with the right movie yeah to see the glorious happen (laughs) have
0: have you ever (laughs) have you ever (laughs) seen the movie called uh uh the oh god it's called the ninth gate with Uh, johnny depp
1: i don't think so no
0: (laughs) the movie's about the movie's about uh johnny depp is like a oh man he's like a a old book historian or old book um he's a finder of old books yeah to sell to high-end collectors and basically the movie is him finding these uh um these pages of a book written by a satanic monk back in the day and ba- and the story goes like there's if you combine all the the and there's a lot of twists to it I'm not going to like ruin it but the the legend of that the the movie goes is that if you combine all of the illustrations together in the right way uh you basically get <laughs> over portal to hell.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. And all
0: I'm picturing is that what you just said <laughs> is just like <laughs> maybe maybe the Wizard of Oz is like really close but it's not the right movie and the right soundtrack
1: to pair together <laughs> and if we
0: get it right it'll open a portal to hell <laughs>
1: <laughs> so like maybe the uh, the Pick of Destiny soundtrack with like Paw Patrol or something well I'm gonna start pairing uh, and I can't remember the movie with uh, Nicolas Cage, The Bees <laughs> I'm just gonna start pairing with every Slayer album <laughs> Let's see which one lines up the best.
0: <laughs> which which Nicolas Cage movie works with the, not the Lion King?
1: <laughs> it's got to be one. It's got to be one. The bees, the circle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or
1: Lion King 2. Oh,
0: when he runs out of the... Dude, I love the wicker man. When he runs yeah, out of the bushes yeah. in the bear suit and just decks that lady off of her bike, <laughs> uh, uh, Akuna Matata.
2: <laughs> and right
0: as she, right as he makes contact, it's like Akuna Matata. Yeah,
1: or Smash Mouth. Somebody. <laughs> oh man! Just that song. No, that's it. A.
0: That's it. We need. We need to figure out what movie lines up with Shrek. Yes. Has, has anybody lined up Dark Side of the Moon with Shrek yet? <laughs> Guys, we need to figure out if we have a portal to hell.
1: Not the gun drop buttons. Breathe. Breathe in the air. <laughs> oh, my God. So much potential. So much i could spend the rest of my Donkey. life that. and then just get into Whoa, ah, ah. <laughs> the the vocal part oh my god uh first time you see farquad on string on screen money money as he's walking <laughs>
0: oh so uh that's your homework ladies and gentlemen oh yes um Maybe that's our first live stream. <laughs> we just have, we just keep having different live streams. Live streams, where we try out different films. It's a whole weekend. That is no our sleep. That is our, uh, our, uh, sub, sub podcast. Whereas it's, it's, <sighs> I did the research, guys. Dark Side of the Moon doesn't line up with Jaws. It just doesn't. <laughs> I, tried. I tried. It just doesn't work. Got close with Star Wars, but. <laughs> episode 4,000. Uh, so I'm going to get into, let's get into some, uh, some afterthoughts about the, the film. And um, I did want to point out though, it is not connected to, um, well, that was a um, I, though it is not connected to the wizard of Oz. The dark side of the moon is however, connected to another fantastic film. Oh, um, members of pink floyd so the success from uh be sure to check out uh ziggy smalls uh instagram <laughs> thank you ziggy uh dark side of the moon as as we've talked about commercially changed their lives like they, yeah, they're gonna get stupid money from that album um, so uh with the commercial success of the album pink floyd gave terry gilliam and Eric Idol, 21,000 pounds to help make Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Hell yes. Cannot get
1: much better than that. That's where I'm going to start in the research. What album pairs with Holy
0: Holy Grail? shit. Can we watch Dark Side of the Moon and try to pair it with yes. Monty Python? <laughs>
1: and then we're using the Shrek
0: soundtrack. <laughs> what does the the shrek soundtrack's almost good as dark side of the moon (laughs) what is this
1: (laughs) can it let's let's see if it works with like dune oh god how many times do you have to replay the album to get through Dune? uh more than two times yeah probably looking at four points (laughs) up
0: Guys, it's about the fifth time. I mean, I love Pink Floyd, but
1: I I can't listen. <laughs> if I can't I hear another damn cashier. <laughs> I,
0: this album's too mellow. I can't take it five times, guys. <laughs> I'm in such a fucking mood right now. I'm gonna. I need some wine.
1: I'm having a midlife crisis. At
2: a 25. hot bath. Some
0: candles. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it right now. I'm feeling
1: <laughs> sensitive.
0: Yeah, uh, but. I was I was looking into like why. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, twenty one thousand pounds. Um, I couldn't find the translation
1: to American money.
0: To yeah, because because one, I'd have to to accurately translate it from uh twenty one thousand pounds to whatever the equivalent of twenty one thousand pounds is, and whatever that is from nineteen seventy four to 2021, But yeah, you know, it's it's it was... a lot of money. It's a lot of money and at the time. Uh I guess we can throw this in really quick. Um at the time it would be the equivalent of about twenty-eight thousand dollars.
1: Uh but real quick. Thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, even even still after Dark Side of the Moon, it probably wasn't a lot to Pink Floyd. You know, it's a it's enough. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll stretch a little bit to help out a buddy. But it's not yeah they weren't losing a whole lot
0: uh no um no no with they i mean when it says pink floyd it doesn't say exactly which members uh david gilmore is definitely one of them (laughs) but it could have been all of them because i know there's a number of famous musicians that donated to uh monty python for that movie because they wanted to see it made i know for sure one of the beatles did i think it might have been harrison
1: and to clarify, this is the Monty Python, the search for the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail that's... movie.
0: It's the movie specifically because they didn't have, like, they, they, Terry Gilliam has, like, was talking about, like, they didn't have any funding. That's actually the reason why they have coconuts in the movie, because they literally couldn't afford horses. Wow. And I just, really, like, just made it so much better. Made it made it, it is, and that is a, that's a thing, I think, um, that's really gets lost in a lot of big budget movies, is that, Um, as much as budgets kind of suck, they do create opportunities for creative decisions. Yeah. And it's just a puzzle you have to figure out. And when you have like the, the, I don't know, director balls of Terry Gilliam to go, (laughs) fuck it, they're coconuts. What sounds like a horse? So you can't afford a horse, just have a guy behind them and act like it.
1: But I mean, that really set the tone for the whole movie. Is that opening scene of them going <laughs> around the here you hear it the best part is you don't see it right away you see his head they, first and
0: then you see the goofy hand
1: yes and mm-hmm. but the first thing you hear is that before you see anything and it just sets the tone for the rest of the movie you're like okay I know what I'm getting myself into now
0: <laughs> um so if if the numbers I ran, we're correct. And this could be way overshooting. I'm just doing this real quick on the fly now. Um, $21,000 translates to roughly $28,000 in 1974. And $28,000 U.S. American dollars translates to roughly
1: $158,000. Okay. So a good sum of money, but nowhere near like, no, what like blockbusters are doing now.
0: And then this wasn't the whole budget for the film, yeah. By the way, it was just so a this was just donation. a uh, yes, a very very helpful donation. Um, again, I apologize if that number is off. That's just what I, I saw in the research. Uh, but I think let's just say somewhere in the ballpark of thirty to a hundred thousand dollars for sure that he gave yeah. to this movie, and that's a lot because this is coming from individuals. This is not coming from yeah a studio, and that's just how much. It's artist to artist how much they wanted that movie to be
1: made. Yeah, yeah. Which, thank God, that happened because I love that movie. It's so good. I
0: actually need to rewatch it because uh, it's been a while and it's been just long enough, I think. Yeah. Especially after doing this research. But I wanted to, I wanted to try to end this on at least it is connected to one movie. But hell yes. Um. So any final thoughts? Like, what
1: do you think? Like the to wrap this up. I am going to be trying one. I want to see that just the that album and that uh wizard of oz movie synced up like that i want to see that off the bat but i also am probably gonna try it with a lot of other movies uh just yeah
0: oh yeah oh oh one thing i want to do uh, i am uh, I'm gonna, i don't think there's anything reason i why i can't um link the youtube video with it so i'll, I'll put that in like a facebook post yeah. okay and then um so that'll be available for everybody who wants to find out, go to our Facebook. I'll try to put on other things, uh, as well. But, uh, some, uh, very, very kind individual has already synced, done the syncing work for us. And it's just clicking it on Facebook, uh, yeah. clicking it on YouTube if you want to watch it. Um, <laughs> so, um, some really kind of funny ones, um, that I saw was, uh, Different Pink Floyd albums being put with different movies. Yeah. I, so for the record, this is a last minute thing because you brought it up. I wanted to look into it. This is like just.
1: Hard. This is
0: just this is just for funsies. Yeah. Um, these people are joking. These people are joking. I don't. I cannot verify that these actually work or have done it myself, but I'm probably going to at least with one of these. <laughs> I'll tell you which one. Um, there's a comedian, Matt uh, Harazow. H E R Z A U claims that and this is a joke. This is his joke. Yeah, it's not my joke. This is his joke. Uh, comedian uh, uh, Matt Huzel claims that the Pixar film Wally syncs up perfectly with Pink Floyd's rock opera The Wall. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Another Brick in the Wally.
1: <laughs> Similar message, <laughs> I Similar
2: would say. You know, the thing is that movie's, <laughs> honestly,
0: the movie hits pretty. Fucking deep. yeah that's a that's a tough movie to watch um peter gabriel did a song for it peter oh, gabriel is one of my all-time favorite musicians <laughs> um uh and my um one of my favorite ones so this is uh da, 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 who said this a uh, man named this is from a different uh podcast called podcast host da, 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 it doesn't say i'm sorry um, Griffin McElroy, this is his joke, not my joke. Just I like okay. to specify I'm yeah. not taking credit for this joke. It's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> Podcast host Griffin McElroy praised the synchronicity between Dark Side of the Moon and Paul
1: Blurt Mall Cop 2. <laughs> oh,
0: it, it's called Till Death Do Us Blurt. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, the podcast I believe it comes from my brother, my brother, and me. It's a huge podcast. I, I haven't, I'm I might check him out after that. <laughs> this is not my joke. That is my brother, my brother, and me's joke. But I am gonna I am gonna
1: fucking do Tarzan them and a uh, ball blur. I oh, I'm getting way too many ideas.
0: <laughs> this is gonna ruin a weekend, man. Man,
1: you're you're gonna find like in a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A tape of me, it's like, this is day four thousand five hundred. It's a big ass <laughs> leather bound book. And I've I've tried every Pink Floyd album <laughs> to every new and old Star Wars movie. None of them have synced up yet. <laughs> By God, the sequel trilogy. What were they
2: thinking?
1: <laughs> Just some disgruntled try it every Demand every possibility. <laughs> And what I find one it's like, oh, uh, cool, (laughs) and then that's it. That's there's no more. It's not like a big discovery, but I'll find that portal to hell. Yeah, it's mine for the taking. The treasure's there. I just need the key. (laughs) Uh, Still have yet to find out where I want to go.
0: God. So that was. uh, I think. I think whether or not it's true or not. Just to close out. Whether or not it's true, I still think it's fascinating that it works so well, and or can be at least at least be made to work so well. Uh, But uh, still, really fun to do. Whether or not it's true or not, it's still fun.
1: We can always just chop chalk it up to happy accidents,
0: happy crazy coincidence, and maybe like life going here's a little interesting thing for you guys to a little Easter egg for you guys to. You're welcome. Yeah, just nothing else. Just you're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> quote, fate. <bait. laughs> um, so with that, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode. This is a fun one to do research on. Uh, I want to thank my, uh, real quick, thank Mr. Rice. Thank you for showing us that. Yeah, definitely. He's a, he's a cool dude, a good teacher. I hope he's still teaching uh, at least that subject too. Uh, I learned a lot the from the
1: history his, of rock and roll.
0: History of rock and roll. It, kind of a rarity. Like you don't really get cool classes like that. Yeah. Uh, until you, you know, you get something, some bullshit trigonometry or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and whatever. Trigonometry is important. If you're going to, if you're going to use fucking trigonometry. Yeah. I understand the importance of algebra, but fucking culture is important too. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be a bland, bland individual. Anyway, rock on Mr. Rice. You're awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to, um, I uh, want to thank you, Joe, for listening. Oh, not listening. And for being here.
1: For being here. And for listening. Reacted. You did listen. You did listen. I listened. I reacted. And, and uh, now I'm going to test at home.
0: I, I'm just going to preemptively apologize <laughs> for all the time you're going to lose.
1: versus you for making me spend all these hours that I'm going to.
0: I'm at least going to try some. I mean, I'm going to try two for sure. Yeah. And I'm going to try the Shrek with Dark Side of the Moon. And I'm going to yes. try Paul Blart with Dark Side of the Moon. Yes. <laughs> I'm definitely going to do a Monty <laughs> Python. And if we. Monty Python. Pi- oh, dude, can we do Monty Python uh, together? Sure. We I love get, that movie. We'll do that one. I think I have it at the house, actually. We'll try to. We'll try. Well, I'll probably find it on some streaming somewhere. Uh, we're going to do that one. And I am going to look into the. Le- like. And there's a lot of things I want to do uh, for the podcast and for uh, like our listeners and stuff, and eventually get into doing videos and stuff. But uh, doing things like the. Uh, the live stream with again such copyrighted material i i want to look into the yeah what it takes legally to allow that to happen because like the, the the visual and the audio are so copywritten yeah it's two of the biggest and what paul blart too is not but monty python that's the one we'll probably we'd wind up doing uh such a monumental film
2: <laughs> <laughs> paul think, Blart isn't ten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't think that one's going in the registry I don't think so. I think Terry Gilliam would be down for it. I think he would be like, "Can I go?" I bet he would. He's he's an interesting cat. Um, and if he could somehow talk to the guys from Pink Floyd, be like, "Yeah, fuck it, whatever." At least it's not Wizard of Oz again. At least it's a different film. But um, yeah. Thank you for listening. We're available on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcast. Please rate and review. It's a, a big big help to us lets us climb the charts and uh it it would put us in the right lane to be able to like bring you more content there's other like bonus content i want to get out there for uh the you guys and then other big events i want to put together namely the live stream like we need equipment for that there's a couple steps before we can get to that point um yeah leave us a rate and review us on a pod apple podcast like
1: Tell us what you liked about the show, like, uh, and let us know on the Twitters and the Facebook. Of, did you fall into temptation and try one of these out yourself? Because yeah. I'm definitely going to. Let us know. How about
0: this in in the Apple Podcast? If you could, if you'd be gracious enough to give us five stars, uh, but tell us like what you think two great pairings would be: a great
1: album and a great film. Yeah, tell us. Uh, give us one to do the research ourselves.
0: Give us one to do. We've already we'll got one. We've already got Monty Python and. Monty Python and Dark Sides that one's already off the board. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, tell us what else you would you would like to imagine paired together and what might unlock the secrets to hell. Shrek in the wall.
1: <laughs> Shrek in the well, yeah. Doesn't have to be a pink Floyd up. Another brick in the swamp, you Another know. Brick. Another brick in my donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah.
0: Um I want to thank actual audio wizard Kenny Grooms for the amazing work he did on our soundtrack. Yes, I want to thank the amazing Dakota Gallo for doing our social medias.
1: Most definitely,
0: thank you. Wonderful job. Wonderful job. Uh, she wish her luck with Pokemon. She's tearing it up right now. New game came out. Hell yeah! Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Phantom Jukebox underscore Phantom Jukebox on Facebook and Instagram at uh, Phantom Jukebox Podcast. Uh, amen, amen. And also check out our band Otherworld.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Uh, I don't know if, uh, man. I wonder what one of our albums would
2: say.
1: <laughs> you
0: know what? What if we found a movie like that was? Yes, what if, that is okay. Yes. Yes.
1: That should happen. Wicker Man and Upon the Wreckage. Yes, boom, <laughs> boom.
2: <laughs> you're a fucking genius. Uh, uh, uh. Yes, you're
1: a fuck. I, if I could clap and not
0: blow out the speakers. <laughs> You're a fucking genius. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is a fucking live stream event. So, we're not going to sue. We'll sue ourselves <laughs> over over the copyright claim. But uh, we'll figure it out to see what it takes to play Wicker Man.
1: We just need enough following to reach out to Nicholas Cage so he can join
0: us. Oh, <laughs> my God. I see lyrically where this kid, the water connects with the bees. <laughs>
1: Or there, like, uh,
0: you know, there's no actual, really bees there. <laughs> it's
1: great. It, it probably we want it to pair with the wicker band, but it'd probably be like Titanic or something. Oh, dude! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Waters when the boat's sinking. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Actually, you no. Know, you should uh, just check us, check out, check us out. Upon the records, we worked really hard on it. Uh, I think it's one of our. Uh, uh, it's actually like our full, like one of our best like full album yeah full um full album and then uh we've got some music coming out that uh, you helped us write once you yes. join the band
1: in december
0: should be in december should yeah. be sometime december
1: yeah
0: um actual audio wizard kenny grooms will be applying his secrets and his wizardly magic spells yes. his magic ways to those recordings And uh, we'll have that out. We'll keep you guys posted on it. But anyway, so thank you so much for listening.
1: Thank you for being here.
0: All right. And uh, we'll see you next time.